0: This one's gonna, this one's gonna go for six weeks, uh, and uh, it's called Through the Valley. Uh, and I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I have, I have toiled. I've tossed. I've turned. I've questioned. I, I've, I've rethought. Uh, this is gonna be different for me. Um, I, I think it's gonna be different in, the, in a number of different ways as far as messages that I've preached, but uh, predominantly. My, my style, my message preaching is I like to, to topically, I, I look at different issues that I know we're facing, Look different, different things that I know we can use, and, and I, I take that, I preach about it, I find in God's word how, how he solves the issue. It's like, okay, we all come together, here's the problem, here's God's, God's issue for that, or God's uh, solution for that problem, and, and 30 minutes later-ish, um, I reserve the right to go longer, uh, 30 minutes-ish, We dismiss, we're happy, but it's something that you can practically apply tomorrow. It's something that you can utilize firsthand tomorrow. And and I've started thinking about all all the different, the people that have approached me, the stories that I've heard from you, the stories in my own life. And and one of the things that I started recognizing is that life, life's answers uh, aren't always wrapped up in in cute little bows and quips and, and, and you know, nice little solvable answers. That, you know, that, that here's 30 minutes and, and now life is fixed. Uh, there's been a, a lot of people that have come and, and, and they're struggling, they're hurting. And what I think I find is, is there's a lot of people that feel stuck in the valley. Stuck in the trials, stuck in the hardships, stuck in, in, in the darkness even sometimes. And we sit there, and, and, and we wonder, why? Uh, last week, there was a, a lady from here in the church that, that approached me. And she, had, she said, Matt, Corey, I really feel that I've, I've heard a word from the Lord, and I wanted to give it to you. You can do you know, what you will with it. And, and the word that, that she had gotten from God was this. It, it, was, it was, my people, my people, come closer to me, come to the mountain. A- and I heard that, and my initial response was the mountaintop. I mean, that's that's where we're called to live. That's where we're supposed to be. You know, it's it's beautiful on the mountaintop. It's serene on the mountaintop. It's it can be still on the mountaintop. Everything is is picturesque on the mountaintop. But the more I, I, I prayed about it, I really do feel that the key to that that word is is come closer to me. Because again, sometimes. Through situations, through circumstances, we're stuck in the valley, and what ends up happening is, is some realize they're in the valley, and, and they, they start working on their own to get out. Brandon talked about this last week, how, how sometimes we, we strive of our own merit, of our own effort, and we work, and we're going to try and climb up that mountain. We're going we're gonna to make it come hell or high water. We're going to do it, and then there's others, there's others that have just been so stuck in the valley for so long that you've set up camp. You don't remember what the mountaintop was like. The valley's home now, and you don't know anything else, and you just kind of look at life as this is my lot in life. This is how it's going to be. I'm I'm always going to be stuck right here, and so you build your home right there. Situations, circumstances maybe aren't going according to plan. And in those moments, what happens, I, I think there's sincere questions that arise in life everything is not resolved easily talking to people I realize that some people they, they've, they've lost the job and and they pray about it and and yet still there's not another job that comes or maybe another job is offered but but the, this job it's well below the means that you're living and you can't even you can't survive with what's been given sometimes in life you think you have a great marriage, you, you love your spouse, but then all of a sudden the, the spouse betrays you in some way. And now you're sitting there and you're alone and, and you're in this valley and, and everything feels, feels solemn, everything feels quiet. Sometimes in life things seem great. Everything's going well and then all of a sudden there's, there's a sickness and the doctor says something to the effect of, you've got cancer. And you, 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 you pray, and you pray, and you fight it with chemo. You do all the drugs, and, and, it, and it, then it seems like cancer wins. And you don't understand. I, I think we wrestle with sincere questions. And, and we're trying to embrace. We, we want to have faith, but at the same time, there's, there's these questions. Your faith feels wrecked. You feel raw, you feel abandoned, you feel alone, you don't know what's going on. And, and you hear the scriptures that God is love. And you know it's true, you know that God is good, but in this moment, in this time, because, because you know that God could do something and, and it just doesn't seem like he is, it doesn't seem like he's listening, it doesn't seem like he's there, you, you, you start to question and wonder. And then some well-meaning, well-to-do Christian comes up and gives you advice well just trust God brother well you just gotta have faith God's gonna work it out you wanna punch him in the face <laughs> you, you know they're true they're, their theology is correct but in this moment it's just so raw you, you you've cried out you've screamed you've yelled and 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 you you don't you don't hear anything. Exactly. How do you trust how do you trust that God is good when life isn't? When when life has left you in the valley, how do you trust that that God is still good? I think a lot of times, through past religion, through different circumstances, we've been taught that, that we can't question. Because if you question, it's almost as if we're admitting into a, a lapse of faith. If you have questions, well then you, you, must, you must not have faith. And, and God says have faith, and so, so you can't question. And So because you can't question, what happens is you continue to just sit in the valley, in the muck, in the hardship, in the trials, in the darkness with with no end in sight. But I, I, I read the scripture. David wrote in Psalm 23, verse 4. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. Though I walk through the valley. As I've studied, as I've prayed, everything in me realizes I... I In my life, my greatest moments of growing in faith, the times that I've made it through the valley, came on the backside of honestly admitting hard questions. Questions that I had, moments where where I dare say that that I wrestled with God, moments I, I dare even say I questioned God's will. Questioned His ways. But I look through Scripture, and I see all, many different moments. I look at the life of Judah, and Judah, Judah actually wrestled with an angel. It was the presence of God, and Judah needed an answer in his life. And so he actually grabbed a hold of that angel. He grabbed a hold of God, and he said, I will not let go. I will not. He wrestled. In fact, as I look at wrestling, wrestling is a form of embracing. There's a connection that happens. I say they go hand in hand. There's a wrestling and an embrace. It's the wrestling and the embracing, the moments when, when I couldn't hear them, when I couldn't feel them, much less even see them. But I still hung on. Many times throughout my life when, when I was in Bible college, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in Bible college, I'm studying to be a pastor and, and I'm, I'm out in the middle of the woods screaming out to God, are you even there? Do you even, are you even real? I asked him to reveal himself to me that night. I heard nothing. <laughs> Moments when I felt like I I was doing everything that I could to follow God. And because I'm following God, everything in my life should be lining up, things should be going right. And those were the moments when I I found out a situation, all of a sudden found out my wife's pregnant and that we're gonna lose the baby, and, and we're hoping to save your wife. Moments when I felt like I was I was in the ministry, I'm following his will. I'm doing what he's asked of me, and yet and yet, I still can't afford to put food on the table to feed a wife and a child. Moments in my life when, when my dad is suffering with cancer. For over a year, I had to watch him slowly deteriorate, and the whole time I'm crying out to God, this can't be right, this can't be your will, this can't be how it goes. And to go straight from that, cancer wins. My dad passes away. Two years later, my mom gets cancer. She's getting eaten up by the very same disease. And and I know that God could do something. I know God can do anything. He's that big. He could intervene. He could do something. I'm screaming out, God, why? Why? it's through these moments that I've learned you don't appreciate the mountain without having been through the valley. I, I want to I begin the first half of this series, uh, like I said, in a kind of a little different way than, than what, what I would normally do for the, for the first half of this series. I want to I work through the book of, of uh, Habakkuk. Habakkuk, Habakkuk, Habakkuk. There's 20 different words that I've heard for that one. I'm going to say probably at least three of them today because I grew up in Sunday school saying Habakkuk. And then I was taught, no, it's Habakkuk. And then I was taught, no, it's Habakkuk. And so I'm going to mess it up. But just know that when I say that word, I mean that book. There was a, an Old Testament prophet by the name of Habakkuk. Uh, lived about 600 years before, before, the, uh, before the birth of Christ. And, and what's different than most prophets, prophets normally what they do is, is they bring the word of God to the people. They stand before the people, they've heard the voice of God, and they speak what God's word is to the people. But, but Habakkuk, Habakkuk, <laughs> here I heard, already changing it. Him... His, this book, it's different. When he wrote, what he's writing about is not the word of God that he's speaking to the people. In fact, it's, it's almost just the opposite. It's, it's the people's question, Habakkuk's question, back to God. The people of Judah had been blessed... They had been prosperous, they had been living well, but there had been some corruption, there had been uh, falling away, deception, and, and instead of prospering, now what happened is they were hurting, they were in pro- uh, poverty. And, and honestly, uh, Habakkuk, he, he wrestled with God, he, he questioned what God was doing. And, and when I read this, this book, I, what I see is that here we are some, some 2,600 years later. And today we're asking the very same questions that he cried out to God with. Why doesn't God seem fair? God, I, I know that you could do something about this, but you're not and I don't understand. We're going to pick up in, in uh, Habakkuk, Habakkuk <laughs> chapter 1. And I want you to look at this question that he, he poses. He, again, normally prophecy is God speaking to a prophet and, and the prophet giving it to the people. But here's the prophet instead going back to God and questioning God. Read this with me. It says, how long? And, and guys, look at, as you read this. Hear the emotion, the cry, the plea, the, the darkness that's almost in, in this, 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 uh, this cry out. How long, O oh Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. Violence is everywhere. I cry, but yet still you do not come to save. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Why? Why, O oh Lord, must I watch all this misery? Whatever I look, wherever I look, I, I see destruction. I see violence. I'm surrounded by people who love to argue, who love to fight. The law itself has become paralyzed. There's no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous so that justice itself has become perverted. Man. How, how emotionally raw, how, how uh, honest and real is this moment. Now, in scripture his name habakkuk it actually translates it means to to embrace to wrestle it's it's again not an opposite but but it's 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 kind of one and the same it's an embracing it's a it's a wrestling it's it's an embracing but it's a it's a wrestling he's walking through the valley He's doing everything that he can to embrace who he knows God is. He's seen the good times, but because what he currently sees doesn't line up with what he believes, he's now wrestling with God. Embrace and wrestle. He asks a a question there in verse 3. Why? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why, Lord, do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are all before me. There's strife, there's conflict, and they abound. He goes on and he says, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. And In other words, what he's saying is, God, I, I, don't, I don't think that you're really doing what is right. He's got the very same problems with God, I think, that some of you have here today. He's wrestling with questions like, God, you you don't seem to really care. You allow this suffering. You allow all these things to happen. And and it doesn't seem like you're doing much when when I know you could. I know you're powerful. I know that, 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 that by your spirit I can do all things, but you're not and I don't understand. What you're doing... It definitely doesn't even seem to be fair. How many can honestly say that they've ever felt like if you were God, you would do things differently? I would have won the lottery like numerous times already. Or sometimes you just want to know, God, are you even paying attention? Do you even care? Is it, is it okay to question God, or is that a lapse of faith? Is it okay to, to push back, to, to question His will, or is that wrong? Is that unholy? As I look through Scripture, do you realize that, that I, I would dare say roughly a, a third of, of the Psalms. Here's a man, David, a man after God's own heart. Roughly a third of the Psalms. Our, our songs, our questions, are anthems of, of, of cries to God about pains and about trials. Numerous books throughout Scripture. Lamentations, Ecclesiastes, Jeremiah, my gosh, Job. All, the, the, these whole books express confusion on what appears to be uh, an unjust suffering for the righteous. Even Jesus on the cross, before the cross in the garden, he's like, my God, my God, why? 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 Can you take this away from me? Is there any other way? And then, and then while he's even on the cross, he cries out. Again, he's perfect in every way. He's never sinned, but he became sin for us. And, and he says, Scripture says that, that God seemed to pull away. And you can hear his cry. My God, my God, why? My God, my God, why? Why do, you, why do you leave me here? Why do you turn away from me as I suffer, as I hurt? I think at some point in life, every single one of us has some version of this story. Some version, yours goes maybe a little bit different, but somehow or another, there's life. There's life. And you recognize that there must be more to life. And you go to church and, and you, you have this personal encounter. The Spirit of God touches you. And, and it's amazing. It's unlike anything that you've ever experienced. And, and all of a sudden the old is gone. Behold, all things become new. And, and you're excited. Things are great. And, and you go to church on a Sunday morning. And, and the worship band plays every song that you love. And you're going, yes, I love that one. I love that one too. And that one there, that's my second first favorite. And then the pastor preaches and, and in life you're looking at the preaching and you're going, oh my gosh, that was awesome. That's the best message he's ever preached. That was just for me. You've been reading my mail. Man, this is awesome. And you leave church and, and you go to wherever you're going to eat and like the, the front parking spots open because you prayed as you were leaving church. Angels like are shining down on this one spot and you pull right in and, and you walk in, you sit down, you eat the biggest, fattest meal you can, and you get up, and all of a sudden you realize somebody's paid for it, and you just realize God is good. <laughs> and then life happens. Things start to occur, things change, and 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 you go to church. And the worship team plays that one song that you kind of really don't care for, but you sit there and they said clap, so yeah, whatever, and then mm, two claps and the hands go back in the pocket. And then the pastor preaches and, well, you know, I mean, it wasn't his best, but, you know, I'm sure somebody needed that. It, it had, you know, somebody probably, yeah, whatever, wasn't for me. And you leave and you go to eat and there's, there's not a parking spot open. You drive and you drive, and now you're just angry because you've been praying, God, what's going on? (laughs) Life wasn't bad, but now things are starting to happen. Uh, A child that gets sick, and even though you pray, they they don't get better. A grandparent, a, a loved one. You pray for them and, and they're sick and yet they still pass away. A, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a, a spouse, they, they all of a sudden, they, they, they cheat on you. And maybe even the person that you looked up to, a person that was, was supposed to be a rock in your life, someone you admired does something wrong. Whatever it is, it, it happens to all of us. Life does this. And at some point, many many of us, we we have questions. God, if you're so good, why am I here? God, I I know you could do something. Do you even care that this is going on? And and about this point, what I've come to see is most people think they have uh, two options. There's two things that, that I usually end up seeing. Most people in church, what you see is a lot of people, they, they deny, they deny the bad, and they, they sit there and they, they, we talked about them in, in the, the last uh, sermon on our last series, the hypocrites. They deny everything bad, they put on that face, their Sunday best, they wear the smile and, and they walk around despite the fact that they're hurting, despite the fact that, that, that struggles are happening, they're sitting there saying, nope, nope, not happening, nope, didn't happen, nope, nope, I don't believe it, I don't believe it, God is good. I'm going to pretend like it's not here. I'm going to deny. And then there's, there's others. The other conclusion is, well, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm at this point in life and, and I'm not where, where I believe that God should have placed me already, then God must not be real. And what they do is they end up coming to this conclusion of forget it all. I I tried church. I tried Christians and they stabbed me in the back. I I tried it all. I tried the Bible and I fell asleep. and, And so they just walk away. But those aren't the only two options. The third that's in the middle of the pain to wrestle, to embrace. I don't get it, God. I'm confused. And and, and as best you can, though, you, you still continue to embrace. But I know, Lord God, that you are still good. And when you do this, life gets better, right? Not necessarily. Oftentimes, no. In fact, sometimes, I dare say, it continues to get worse. James wrote, This is the brother of Jesus. He said, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Again, he grew up with Jesus. He knew who Jesus was from birth. And he saw him die on the cross. He he was stuck in the valley. He saw darkness cover the earth. What does he say? Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. Why? Because in three days... If you keep pressing through, if you keep trusting, know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Not that everything is going to always work out exactly the way you want it to, but that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that you can be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. The way to true intimacy with God is not just living up on the mountaintop but it's to get to know His faithfulness in the valley. The way to true intimacy with God is not just living on the mountaintop, but it's getting to know His faithfulness in the valleys. David's scripture, Psalm 23 verse 4 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life, no, I will fear no evil. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me, God. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. I've shared with you just just a a few of my stories. This is my story. This is my song. And yet through it all, on the other side, praising my Savior. Look, I, I've got many versions of the same story. And to tell you that I was scared goes beyond my ability to even begin to describe. God, I've, I've laid it all on the line. I've put everything on this. And, and now I'm left wondering, is this an illusion? Am I imagining? Did I, did I make it up? Is God's word even True. Should I pretend like what I'm hearing isn't real? I, I've stood, I've had to make the decisions on a Sunday morning. Are you going to go up on that stage and just pretend like everything's okay and continue to lead worship? Or can, can you be real before the people and, and let them know that you're hurting? Because they know, they, they know the struggles you've been through. They, they hear, they hear the, the different stories. And so can I go up there and just be, be broken and be open and in those moments still make it through? Can I wake up on a Sunday morning with the with, with with message that I'm hearing and I sit there and I wonder and I question God? I, I I'm struggling with this very same issue. How can I get up and teach on it, preach on it? And it, it it's it's not that that I, I'm better than anybody. It's that no, no, I'm I'm walking through it too. Is it okay to wrestle with something that I, I've never encountered before and at the same time still embrace? Wrestle and embrace. Look, today, today if my faith, today if my faith is, is here, it's not because a silver spoon was handed to me when I was born and I've lived on the mountaintop my life. But it's because I continued to wrestle and embrace through the valley to to have it be stronger with God. It's, It's not because we deny it, and it's definitely never because we walk away, but it's because we continue to embrace. Look, look, there's somebody here this morning, and this is exactly what you need to do. You're in a crisis of belief, and we all get there at some point. I want to read the rest of God's response. Guess what God does? God responds to to Habakkuk. Habakkuk cries out. he, He yearns. He screams. He yells. And God replies back. This is what God says. In verse 5, the Lord replies, look at the nations and watch and, and be utterly amazed for I'm going to do something in your days that, that you will not believe even if you were told, oh my goodness, finally God, this is it, this is my moment, this is, this is, the, this is the summation, this is the answer to all my problems, right? God's going to relieve the pain, it's, it's going to be okay. I'm going to all of a sudden, things are going to be prosperous, things are going to be healthy, things are going to be wealthy, everything's going to, it's going to all be okay. God says, you ready for this? I'm about to intervene in your life like nobody's ever seen before. And then God says this, I'm going to use the Babylonians, the enemies, your, your enemy, the bad guys. God says, I'm raising up your enemies, the cruel, the violent people who who sweep across the whole earth to, to seize lands. They're feared, they're dreaded, and, and they come intent on violence. Wait, 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 No, 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 I prayed. You heard just I mean, just 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 a couple of scriptures ago, I prayed you heard me. And you heard my cry, God. What is what do you what do you mean? It's getting worse. You think it's bad now? And, and, and it makes no sense. What do we as committed believers do? Can we both wrestle with questions and yet still embrace a, a genuine faith with God? I, I truly believe you can do them at the same time. I skip down to verse 12 and I see Habakkuk wrestling with this, this very question and, and at the same time still continuing to embrace God. He, he says, my God, my, my Holy One, he's embracing. He says, Lord, you who are eternal, I, I know the truth. I, I've read the scripture. I know. But God, surely, surely you, you, don't, you don't plan to wipe us out. There's the wrestle. There's the question. I'm, I'm embracing you, God. I'm wrestling with you, God. And he says, oh, Lord, my rock. Again, there's, there's the embrace. There's the knowledge. There's the understanding of Scripture. But, but you, you, you sent them to punish us? There's the wrestle. God, you're, you're too pure to even look upon evil. I, the, again, the embrace the, the knowledge of who God is. You can't tolerate wrongdoing. I'm embracing. But, but why do you tolerate this treachery? The question, the wrestling. Why are you silent when the wicked swallow up the righteous? I'm trying to embrace. I'm trying to wrestle. Listen, church, if if you're here right now, if you're in this moment right now, what I want you to understand is that God understands your pain. And even though you can't see him, even though you can't hear him, even though you can't feel him, God is in the valleys just as much as he's on the mountaintop. But he wants to walk with you through it. He doesn't want you to make camp. He doesn't want you to sit there. He doesn't want you to strive on your own. He says, wrestle, embrace, be, like, like God's going to be put off because we have a question? Like all of a sudden I, 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 I degrade who God is because I question who he is? He's still God. He still rules. Just because I yell out in the middle of the night, where are you? And he doesn't show up. Doesn't mean that he's, he's somehow smaller than he was just seconds before. I, I would dare say he welcomes our questions. He knows our hearts. He knows the intents. I would say he welcomes our questions. And I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt, church, that God would rather have you yell at him than have you walk away from him. God would rather have you yell and scream than to ever have you walk away. When you hit the wall. When you hit crises, when you hit, when you hit these situations, uh, don't deny your doubts, but don't run from God. Let your, let your doubts drive you to continue to embrace even though you wrestle with God. What if, what if honestly acknowledging our doubts was the first step through the valley? What if we could be real with ourselves, because again, God knows who we are. He already knows the questions we have, but can we be real with ourselves? What if building a deeper faith was actually the perseverance, the walking through the valley, the wrestling with the questions, the embracing of God? Embracing the questions opens the door for a growing knowledge of God's character. Drawing closer to God, developing intimacy with Christ. But sometimes it requires us to bear something that feels quite honestly unbearable. To embrace his word when you don't hear his voice. To trust him in the wrestling. To to embrace his strength when you're weak with a burden. What if it takes real pain to experience deep and abiding hope? We're still in chapter one. You've cried out. You've cried out and God's answer isn't what you thought it would be. There's three chapters in Habakkuk. In chapter two, chapter two is much better. (laughs) Don't walk away from God in chapter one. In the chapters of life that you see are in the valley, don't walk away from God. Life, sometimes A chapter ends without a pretty 30-minute wrap-up with a nice little bow. Hang in there. Continue to walk through the valley. Continue to embrace, even while you wrestle, knowing that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and that perseverance must finish its work so that you can be mature, complete, not lacking in anything. Bow your heads with me. Lord God, I, I I thank you. I thank you for knowledge. I thank you for truth. I thank you for your word, Lord God, the things that we can hold on to. But Lord, right now, I, I pray for those who are stuck in the valley. Lord God, maybe they've they've heard the truth. They've they've experienced maybe at some point in time in their life the the, 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 the resurrection knowledge of of salvation, of grace, but at this present moment in time, they're hurting. Lord, I pray that that they would ha- have the courage, Lord God, that they would feel the permission, Lord, to wrestle as they try to continue to embrace, as they hold on, Lord God, as Jacob did, not letting go, waiting for that answer. I pray for those with questions who, who don't understand, who are wondering, those who are hurting those who would say that's me again with, with every head bowed every eye closed I, if you're here this morning and you, you feel like you're struggling in the valley whether whether you feel like you've you've made a, a home there whether you feel like you, you, you've you've been trying on your own if you're in the valley I, I want to pray for you this morning whether it be a sickness whether it be a death, whether it be a loss, whatever the situation, I want you to know that God is not there. Just God is still there, excuse me, just, just because you don't feel him doesn't change that. That doesn't mean he's not there. If, if you're here this morning and you really do feel like you're in that valley and, and you need God now more than ever, just real quickly, raise your hand. Let me see where you're at. I want to pray for you. I see it. Awesome. 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 Over here, make sure I see you. I definitely want to pray for you. God bless. Yes, yes. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, God, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, that that even when life seems terrible, Lord God, that we can rest in the assurance that you, Lord, are still good. That when life isn't going the way that we want it to, Lord God, that we can still embrace, that we can still hang on, even though we wrestle with questions, even though we have struggles, Lord Jesus, even though we don't understand, even though we don't like it, Lord God, even though we may not even agree with the direction, Lord Jesus, we know, Lord, that you remain faithful. And Father, for those here this morning that, that they feel like they've, they've tried it, they've tried you, and they want to walk away, Lord, I, I pray today that there would be a decision, a, a, a firm embracing, Lord God, that says, I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to walk away in chapter 1. I'm going to hold on through the rest. I'm going to hold on through this valley. But I am going to continue to walk. I'm going to continue to press on, to press forward. Help us, Father, not to... Let our doubts drive us away, but instead, Father, to continue to to allow our our doubts to even push us closer into a a deeper faith, a deeper revelation, Lord God, of your faithfulness through the valley. Give us faith, God. Give us the courage to be real, to 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 be raw, Lord God, even while we're wrestling. Lord God, let us continue to choose to embrace. In your mighty name I pray, amen, amen. Guys, uh, again, I, I've, I've talked to, I, I can't be, I I couldn't count how many people that I, I think are, are dealing with exactly this. Um, I'm going to ask Brandon and Claudia to, to stay up here. Um, if you'll help me out too, please, Greg. There's going to be a couple people up here, myself included. If you feel like you're walking through the valley and just, just need a prayer. Uh, I look, I, quite honestly, I don't even need to hear the whole valley situation. We've all got a story. We've all got an issue. But if you just need, if you just need a prayer uh, of pressing on, we'd love to just stand up here and pray with you this morning. God bless you guys. Y'all have a, uh, a great, great afternoon.